Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready, sit back, relax, because it's about time for chatting with George Noonan. Oh, yeah. So welcome back to the show. This is, you might've heard me mention the name DJ Jimmy B. He provided my music for the audio. Uh, it's my uncle, my, my mother. You, you all heard my mother on Christmas. This is her brother. And uh, Jim, he goes by. Um, I was, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about how I would spend weekends with you during the summertime. <laughs> I remember. Give my, give my mother a break. And one time I remember you being, a, a, you were on the radio and you took me into, I think it was MIT. You took Yeah, WMBR. WMBR. Uh, and yeah, it was great because, I, yeah, I got to sit in the back row while you were doing your show for a couple hours. I got to sit out back and play whatever I wanted. I felt like king, king of the world for the day. <laughs> now, how long, how long did you actually DJ? Because I was younger at that time. Well, I was, well, we were, w- but I, mean, I was at WMBR for, you know, I, I came there in the mid-70s, and I left for a couple of years, and then I came back. And when I tally it all up, it's somewhere between 20 and 25 years. So let's say uh, conservatively 20 years I was there. Okay, that's a long time. Did, did you, I mean, was it always – I mean, did you did you want to – be the next Howard Stern. I know you didn't really talk. You were you you spun records. What kind of music did you play? If I remember correctly, it was uh, like groove, soul, blues, or something. Uh, is that am I am I off or am I? Well, you know better than I would. You're getting there. You know, um, uh, I played. Um, well, I started out playing uh, uh, obscure records that uh, didn't get airplay back in the day. But I felt deserved to be heard by a larger audience. So my aim was, frankly, to be the guy who played the records you'd never heard, but you'd like the records anyway. So I, I was kind of thriving on being, you know, Mr. I discovered this and here it is for you to listen to. You know, it was, that way it was a sort of an ego trip. But I really enjoyed it because I, I love uh, pursuing uh, records. I, I just love it. I still do it. You can see behind me. Boxes and, boxes and I've, I've, I've narrowed everything down. So I've got like, I'm, I'm just, yeah, that's, that's my, my thing. One of my things anyway. Yeah. So I still when do you that. say, do you, do you, do you, did you play like songs from like James Brown you wouldn't hear or would the artists have to be obscure as well? Or did it matter? Well, I didn't have uh, that strong criterion, but if it was, if it was an artist, you knew I'd play a song that you probably didn't know by them. That was what I do. Oftentimes, if it was a forty-five, which which is what I collected a lot, I would play the flip side of the forty-five. You know, you didn't hear the flip side. The you B side. The B side, as they call it. Now we used to just call it the flip side. <laughs> then it got the then it That's got awesome. a proper name, the B side. You know, 
So yeah, yeah. That, that's that was kind of my thing. And I started out playing obscure rock and roll, and then I got into obscure soul in the early '80s, and uh, started buying soul records. And I found a guy in the North End, Italian guy. That's all he did was sell Soul 45s. And he went to warehouses around the country and he'd bring them back. And he said, oh, he'd say, Jimmy, you like this one. Let me put it on his name. He had nails in the wall. His name was Eddie B. He had nails in the wall. And under each nail was a name of one of his customers. And if he thought you'd like that 45, he'd put it on your nail. So you'd walk in, you'd see a row of nails with 45s on them. And you'd see different people's <laughs> names. I was one of the names. That's how I to the Jimmy B now. Yeah, Jimmy will like this one, so, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. He's usually right, too. I love the, yeah, I love the, the name and the first initial. It says how it works in the North End. You know, hey, oh, there he is. Oh, Tony, there's Eddie B. Oh, hey, you know, it's... And here's Jimmy B, yeah. That's kind of how that came Jimmy about. Jimmy B. That's how that came about. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, from Eddie B. Yeah, Eddie B. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow, no. I remember, I, if, I think I remember you... Were you ever big into the Ramones? I went to the Ramones, not, not when they first started. I saw them probably in uh, 86 or 87, after they had, you know, after they were reasonably well-known. Yeah, I had to see the Ramones once. I didn't see them at the Rat back in the day. I didn't go down to New York and see them at CBGB, which was the place to see them, <laughs> you know. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah, wanted to see them. In, I mean, they started at the CBGB's in, in, uh, in the Bowery in 1974. And that they're one of my all-time favorite uh, rock bands. Yeah, the Ramones. Because I think I remember a po Did you ever have a poster of the Ramones? My house. I, that's that's. Yeah, I figured possibly. Jamaica, Jamaica playing. Okay, because I I think that's why I asked. Because I, I I think I vaguely remember. Quite possibly. Uh, well, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember for sure. But you know, working yeah. at the radio station, posters got laying around all the time from companies that send in stuff. So. You, you ended up with things that you you know you there it was it was going to get tossed take it home the kind of thing Why yeah now uh, you 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 lived i just mentioned you had a place in jamaica plain you lived in boston pretty much your whole adult life i believe. yeah over 40 years mm -hmm. and that led to well this is a good segue that led to this i might as well just get it out of the way now this yeah that did lead to that yep it did living there <laughs> it would yep what what gave you that idea? Just because it, it's great, it works. I mean, it's well. We're gonna find out it's very popular. So what what led you to say I'm gonna do this? Uh, the book. Yeah, the book. Well, I had when I retired from um, thirty years teaching in the Boston public schools back in 2012. I started a page on Facebook just for the fun of it, called Dirty Old Boston. I called it Dirty Old Boston. It was based on a page that I had seen in New York called Dirty Old New York City 1970s <laughs> through 80s. And I contacted the guy and I said, I'd like to use the name Dirty Old Boston. Do you mind? And he, I was going to do it anyway, probably, but I figured as, as a courtesy, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> stealing from you. I'm asking you. And he said, yeah, no, no problem. I don't even live in New York. I live in Louisville. So I said, <laughs> okay. So off I went with the page, and the page grew really quickly. It was the early days of the kind of the we grew up in, you know, type Facebook pages you see a lot now. Um, and uh, it, it it caught on pretty quickly, and I, I got very lucky. I got interviewed on uh, NPR, uh, WBUR, WGBH, 
Uh, oh, I see. I got interviewed, and then I got an outreach, totally unsolicited. I'm just rolling with the energy here. Totally unsolicited from a publishing company called Union Park Press, which was named after Union Park in the south end of Boston. But they were ba based in Wellesley, and they said, would you be interested in doing a book? You know, here's me sitting there retired, just doing a Facebook page, you know, just playing around every day. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I would be. I would be. So we got together and, um, you know, we had to assemble all the pictures and we had to get them all cleared, you had all the legalities and everything. So it basically took us about two years to get it together. And in late 2014, um, the book got published. And uh, it it did well. It did well at first. I was number one on a bunch of charts in in the city. Uh, I saw some of the, the figures, and they, it was selling pretty well. It's in its third printing now. It slowed down quite a bit. My publisher folded and sold the rights to her publishing company to a slightly larger publishing company based in Connecticut. That's the number one indie uh, publishing company in New England called Pequot Press, and they sent me a royalty check about a month ago. Out of the blue, I didn't expect it. So I still pick up a, you know, piece of change here and there from the book, which is more than I ever thought would happen. <laughs> I'm not in it for the money. I I just want it for the fun. Right. I never, I'm not, never was in it for the money. I'm still not. You know, people say, well, you should do advertising on your page. You should do. And I said, no, no, no. You know, if, so if people send me stuff they want me to mention, I'll do it if it pertains to the subject of the page. That's what I'm doing. So it's got a pretty good reach, the page now. It's also on Instagram, which I didn't used to be on, but that that has its own thing. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm going to tag you on, on when, I, when I release this. Yeah, page. yeah. Dirty Old Boston on Instagram, at Dirty Old Boston on Instagram. Yeah, it's a, and a lively discussions on almost everything I post there, So, which is fun. So I, st I still do it. Yeah, you know, I still do it because I got tons of pictures and, and people enjoy them. Now, how long is it? Because the idea of it just seems like, I mean, it sounds stupid, but, you know, people say, oh, it's a coffee table book or you're just throwing a bunch of pictures together. It's it's much more than that. How do you decide which ones to use and which ones don't? Because you must have been, people must have submitted thousands of pictures to you. What You'd makes surprised. The You'd be surprised, George. Uh, we did an open solicitation in the South End asking people to bring their pictures down. We went down there with scanners. A uh, bunch of us, like five of us from the publishing company, thinking people would show up in droves. Hardly anybody came. I put out really? solicitations. Uh, hardly anybody sent them in. Some people did, yeah, and we used them. Um, but, you know, people don't, uh, they don't jump when you say, please jump. They, you know, <laughs> they're passive. I mean, it's a, it's a passive form of entertainment to sit there on Facebook and look at pictures. It's quite another thing to assemble all your pictures and bring them down to us scanning party down in the South End, I guess. So we, we did outreach. We went to the public archives. Uh, we went to the historical societies. We went to the colleges and universities. We scoured. <clears throat> and it, it, took, it was time-consuming and took a lot of energy and outreach, but it was fun. And uh, I met a lot of people, made a lot of friends doing it. And uh, th with that way, we got the book together. I think we got like 400 uh, photos for the book. Wow. Yeah, I think we I think we got that. You have your copy sitting there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I forget it's, how many pages good. it is. It's quite a few pages. It's a good book. It's yeah, fun to look at. Yeah, it is a coffee table book. I make no bones about that. I don't apologize for a coffee table book. I'm thrilled just to have a book out. 
you know? Just under 300, just under 300 pages. Just under 300 pages, yeah, full of pictures from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and early 80s at the time, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Are there any plans to continue on that Dirty Old Boston part duh? Dirty Old Boston what? Or no? Part two. Part, I was being well, part, part two. Uh, is, there, is there a reason? Uh, yeah, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, here's 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 what we've been doing. Uh, a friend of mine that I worked with when I was teaching, he he taught photography at the school I worked at, uh, which was called West Roxbury High School. Uh, and he he's a professional photographer, and he's a guy from Dorchester, real down to earth, salt of the earth kind of guy who knows a lot of people, and he knows a lot of people I didn't know. Like he knows the cops and fire. He does a lot of union photography. He knows the, you know, the the working stiffs in Boston. He knows, you know, and I want that included in the history, of, in my history of Boston. I don't want it to be all about Harvard, MIT, and the colleges and the and the elites that that you know run the city. I want it to be about people that lived and worked here and played here and were born here. And so he had a really much closer connection to that than I did as a guy who moved in from the suburbs, albeit 1971 year I believe you were born and uh, that's when I moved into the city but you know and that's 50 years ago but you know you know Boston unless you go back a hundred generations you don't belong here pal there's that <laughs> mentality so I wanted somebody who'd been here for generations in the city and he was the ideal guy so long story short we've been shooting um, subjects for five years now uh, people from all walks of life we've got footage from all over the place. And I am currently sitting with a programming vice president at one of the major networks, and I am receiving close to promises about a presentation <laughs> on TV, which is the route I've decided to go. Yep. But a friend of mine in LA tells me that in the world of television, which he's been involved in, that until that program is produced, scheduled, set to run, and actually runs, it's no, it's not a done deal. So until that show is on the air, it doesn't exist, as far as he's concerned, which taught me something very important. Don't make any promises about this. But we've got the, we've got the video shot. They've got all kinds of stock footage of being a major network. We could make a fabulous production out of this. It's all a question of budget. And, you know, with COVID, we couldn't do anything for a year. <clears throat> now things yeah. are starting to open up a little bit, hopefully, without these variants. I mean, who knows? But, uh, you know, things are starting to open up now. Actually had dinner with this person last week. We entertained them right here at the house and uh, nice. got a vague promise. A vague. <laughs> so that's where it's at. Just not the kind of point, not to belabor the point, you know. But that sure, sure. So hoping, hoping for that. But you're you're progressing though. It's better than not better than no promise. Of yeah, nothing was happening no at all for the longest time. Let me take a sip of my coffee here. My Jim and Marjorie. Please do. They these guys interviewed me. Jim and Marjorie on uh, Boston Public Radio on WGBH. They had me in after the book came. And uh, Mar really? Marjorie's a real delight, and Jim's the intellectual. I don't know if you ever listened. And that's. But that's really her? That's, yeah, that's that's really her on the mug? Yeah. This is called the Smug Mug. It's the turn of the Smug Mug because Jim Browdy, the host, <laughs> they make fun of him because, you know, he's he doesn't he's not as funny as Marjorie. Marjorie's funny. And they just talk about what's going really? on. Really? Yeah, have you ever listened? 
Uh, no, I have. We're probably really working. Think. It's uh, on uh, WGBH Radio, eleven to two every weekday. The great talk show. Great talk show. A little bit lefty. A little bit lefty, but not heavily political. You know. I can get them online though. That'd be good. They, I'm sure they, they they stream on the website. I'll, I'll check it out. Oh yeah, you can listen online for sure. Yeah, you you can do it at work, I guess. Yeah, I'll do. It. Shh, don't tell them. I won't. I don't even. <laughs> they don't listen. I don't even know where you're working now. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'm trying to work for V8. I'm trying to get a sponsorship here because I love this drink. Oh yeah, I love I love the but, um, V8 uh, the the low sodium. I I buy the big the tall ones, and I I buy like four at a time. Drink like four nice. in a week, week and a half. Love it. Oof. I was thinking you was mentioned about this this documentary or the, or the movie you're, you're getting for TV. And if you have to do any reshoots, I think I could work. I think I could fit in. I think I could be like street thug number two or something. What do you think? <laughs> I go. I could go. Well, maybe three. I don't want to be considered number two hey, of any things, but number hey, three. Hey, oh, oh. Yeah, you there he is, Jimmy. You're, you're good at that. <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not shooting character. Oh. We we we, no, we, got just couple, pretend. we got a couple of O type guys in it. Or you know, did you really? Yeah, we were in the North End. Sounds like sounds, sounds like Eddie B was one of them. We got Eddie. Yeah, the Eddie B Eddie, Eddie, is, Eddie. is in the movie. Yep, yep, he is. Can you divulge who and any any other people that that are are big in town, or or is that are you keeping that low key? Oh, we have a few people L- like to be well, in it. Well, no, well, Marjorie Egan. The one that hosts the show, she's been a journalist and a radio host in this town for years. We actually had her interviewed too, in addition to being interviewed by her um, from radio. Uh, do you remember WBCN? Oh, yeah. Uh, program Laquadera. And the program director's name was Oedipus. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, Oedipus. He, yeah, he's, he was a big deal around town. We got him. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of it. It's been, you know, been doing this for so long. I don't have the list in front of me. We've got about forty people. We've got about forty people. Nice. Yeah, we've, in all over the all over the city, Southie, you know, South End, everywhere. You know, we've got a good variety. But I don't want to keep pushing this thing until it's a, a right, done deal. You know, you know what I mean? But it's in the works, though. It's in the works. It's in the it's in the works. Yeah, yeah. But you know, well, I, I, I will I, tell I, you what how how I got into the thing to begin with. Um, you know, well, after I retired, you know, uh, I came into school in 71. I came in to go to uh, Northeastern in 71. And while I was in Northeastern, uh, I drove a cab to, you know, pick up some coin. And I drove all over the city. And I got to know the city really well. And then after I uh, graduated, you know, I floundered around aimlessly for three or four years and I decided, because I needed money, <clears throat> that I could apply my college degree toward substitute teaching, which at the time paid $36.56 a day. I can remember the exact amount. No sick days, no vacation time, uh, nothing. So I started doing that, went back to school and got my teaching certificate, which is a little easier then than it is now, and got hired by the Boston Public Schools. Fortunately, it wasn't easy, but I... I got hired by them. And I, when I was subbing, I went all over the city. I got to know all the neighborhoods, all the, and the kids in all the neighborhoods. I got a real uh, sense of the flavor of the real Boston, I thought. And when I finished working, one of the things that kind of prompted me to start doing this research into the history was, you know, and the dirty old Boston end of it was, you know, I, I know the city pretty, pretty damn well. And I, you know, I, I had to give myself props for it. I said, who's who's in who's in the same position I am 
to do this. I said, I'm in a unique position. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for it and just do it. And that's what happened. That's how, that's how, how, how it works, how it worked for me. Now, is it true that you had a Wahlberg in your class? Marky Mark. Yeah. yeah Mark close. Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg in uh, 82 and 83 at the Phyllis Wheatley school in Roxbury, right up behind WILD on Warren street. Actually it's on Kearsarge. Yeah. Yeah. I had him little guy. Um, uh, Tough little guy. Uh, he was the only <laughs> white kid in the class, and you know the the bros would pick on him, but he was fine. He he handled himself really well. I I I, I admired him. I admired him. Tough. I guess he's tougher than I even knew. That incident, that uh, <laughs> Asian guy that cost the guy that his 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 eye, and which he which they, yeah. they won't expunge his record for and shouldn't. The guy has forgiven Mark. And I, I respect him for what he's done, gone to Hollywood and, you know, I watched Entourage and, you know, all that stuff. He's, 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 he, he made something of himself, you know, against yeah, all sure. odds, sure. you know, he came from a tough background. So yeah, props to Marky Mark. I had a lot of the new kids on the block in my class, like Jordan Knight was in there. Um, I didn't have Joey McIntyre. But I knew his sisters because I lived in Jamaica Plain, and I'd see him walking around the pond. I'd flirt. We flirted, you know. One of his sisters was heavily involved with the Jamaica Plain Community Theater, which is the oldest community theater in the country. And so I, I kind of knew the McIntyre family. So yeah, I, I had seen Joey, but I didn't know him. He was he was the famous new kid on the block. It was probably your age now, right? I don't know. He's kind of, he's getting up there. Not that you're getting up there, but I mean everybody's getting up there, but. You know, I think of them as kids. They're not kids anymore. They're middle-aged adults. Yeah, I'll be 50 in November. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, 71, like you said, yeah. Uh, well, I'll be 73 in October. So, you know, time just, <laughs> time just keeps on you look, in the future. You, you look great for 70. You look great anyway, but 70, I would never guess 73, but I should because if I do the math, you're, you're – Yeah, I'm you know, 23 years old. Well, I don't know how old my mother is. Born. I was 23 when you were born. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I remember. I remember going out when when uh, you know your mother brought you out to my parents' house, and there you were, this little thing, and I sat there and I held you, and I'm like, "Here he is, <laughs> here's George." <laughs> oh, here he is. Oh, we go. You and I go way, way back. <laughs> yeah, <I've known laughs> you my whole far back as you can go. <laughs> That's right. You've yeah. made something yeah, out of it. I'm really proud of you for yeah, trying, making something out of this. You know. Good for you. No, I appreciate it. Good for you. I appreciate it. It's 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 fun. good for you. Good for you over here. Good for you. No, the uh, it, <laughs> oh. no, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's, I don't take it too seriously, and it's just, just that's the way to do it. That's all. Yeah, no, if you can, yeah. be you know, I, pre- I do appreciate. Yeah, absolutely, and I appreciate you supplying the music for me. It's that was huge because I didn't like the music I have. But I didn't want to pay for, you know, three seconds of of a song. So I I always give you credit when I can because it's, and I, and I legitimately like it too. The one I had yeah, sure. prior, which I've switched sure, over yeah. on YouTube. Sure. <laughs> I do. I have, I have. I like I have. it. I really have. I thought it was a little over. Yeah, no, I, over Kelly, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like God himself is going to come crashing through the roof. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah. It's, 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 great. You, what, it's a big bombast uh, opening for your show. Yeah, I like yeah. that. You offered to do it again. I'm like, no, I like this one. I don't even want it. I don't even want to hear other ones. I, yeah, hang I with to, it. When I in, the what? I would say I'd say hang with it. If people have become more familiar oh. to your people, yeah. do you know how many people watch you? Yeah. Um, I just started with YouTube. My my cousin Pat was on. He's got a Facebook page where he plays video games, 
and he's got uh, tons and tons of followers, and that's got the most. That just reached over 200 views in a couple of days. But um, realistically, under 100 for each one. Some are lesser. Some there's around 20 views, but there's also listens. So it's kind of you add them both up, and it's it's all right. It's not. I'm, I'm by no means you know Joe Rogan anytime soon, but. <laughs> you know it's just it's it's fun and as long as people some people are listening and that's really all i care about i'm not gonna break any records but it's it's still fun and people seem to like it those who those who hear sure it. I mean, it's <clears> casual <throat> yeah. do, now do you know when you see how many views you get do you know how long each view lasted i mean if you turn it on and you watch for two minutes and turn it off can you tell if that happened yeah, there's analytics. I don't I don't get too into oh. that. If I ever decided to seek actual sponsorship, I would have to do that. But f- to me, it's just as long as somebody's looking, I don't really don't care. Yeah. Not, not that I don't care, but you know what I mean. Sure. you got to start out. I've only been doing it for less than a year, and I go every other week. So I'm not even putting out – I'm putting out two to three a month, basically, is what it and is. And it's work. So it's not – yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's fun work, but yeah, no, it is. It is. It, this is so much better. It started out during COVID, where I just said, "Let me just do this in a, in my garage." Yeah. You know, but then you had to you run out of people who will drive to your garage. So then <laughs> I got the. Phone. I would have done that. I started using the phone. You, we would have done. That? I would have. But awesome. you, here's, here, you know, you and I talked about this when you first started out, and you you invited me, and I I appreciate that. But I said to myself, I want to see if it. I want to see if he if this is real, and he wants to continue with it. You definitely have done that. I you've definitely done that. So, congratulations just for just for doing what you what you're doing. I'm proud of you for doing it. Oh well, thank you. They say that the average, if you get past ten, you pretty much most people stop around ten minutes. No, ten episodes. Like those would do. Like you said, you want to see if it's for real. Like I would have oh. quit after seven episodes. There's no point. I I under, and I understood that too. I didn't really blame you for that. Yeah, you were really. It was either going to fly or it was going to land, and it, you've 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 kept it in the air. <laughs> you kept it in the air. So and that's, yeah, you know, yeah. It's you know I, when I did radio. Um, one of the things about radio is you don't really have any way of knowing if anybody's listening. I mean, you assume they are, but you you don't really know. Um, the only time I really knew that I had a loyal listenership was the one uh, week a year that we would do fundraising and I would ask for money on the air and I got pretty good at that. And I actually did very well. I was surprised at how many people called and were enjoying my show. But then, you know, most people don't say, oh, I like that song. Let me call the guy who just played it on the on the air. <laughs> they just don't think like that. You know, radios, people like passive entertainment. They don't get act they don't get actively involved in the entertainment they're receiving like you don't contact netflix when you like a movie hey netflix that was a good one no you just watch the movie right (laughs) (laughs) netflix netflix has you know all the algorithms and everything so they know who's watching what but that that's relatively new compared to the world that even you came up in yeah oh totally yeah, yeah, totally. I, I thought I laughed when I, my friend Adam got Netflix. I remember you. I, I kind of wasn't he from Stone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stone him. Yeah, yeah. He lives across the street from me. Um, and he he had he's one of the first people I knew with Netflix, and and I I kind of laughed. I was like, what? It didn't make sense to me because you know I worked at West Coast Video, there was Blockbuster, there was all this stuff, and it was just that was the norm. You go out, you get a movie, you come back, and and right, all so the norms shattered. All norm. Yeah, they always do. Even in, in, in radio, one of my favorite mediums. I mean, most people listen to Pandora and Spotify. They don't, and there's nobody presenting the music. You know, I got one friend who's still in the radio after 
uh, I think he started in 77 or 78, uh, Albert O. He used to be in, uh, he was at my station, WMBR. Then he was at uh, BCN. Then he was at a couple of other FM stations. I don't know. And now he's at WUMB at UMass Boston. He's still on the air. He's still being paid to be on the air. He's still, and he puts his heart and soul into presenting the mu- the music that you hear. He talks about the artists. He tells you all about it. I enjoy that so much, so much more than just hearing songs. I love songs, but boy, somebody who knows about everything that went into it, that really interests me. He's still doing it. So my hat's off to him. That's amazing. Yeah. Good job, Al. Good job, Alberto. Yep. Do you remember? Eddie B and Jimmy V. Yeah. Do I what? Do you remember him from? Oh, I thought you asked me. BCN? I don't. No, I don't. He was, over, I don't. He was an overnight guy, pretty much, yeah. Anyway. What else? No, I did want to. I, well, I, I, well, you you mentioned something earlier, and it, it jarred a memory in me. You said that you, you know, you had the the cab, and I remember you actually had a cab. You picked me up once in the cab, and and I went in the back seat. I think my mother was in the front seat, and and I was in the back, and I had to pull the seat out from. It was like a round. It swiveled. It was a swivel chair. It was a checker marathon. Is that? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah it was like make, round, I don't think they I, make yeah. them anymore. They quit making them. Oh, probably fifteen. But you had one. I had one. I actually yeah, bought it for next to nothing from the guy who owned the <laughs> cab company that I used to work for in Cambridge, Checker Cab of Cambridge. So I had that freaking marathon for about three years, but it was just it, you know had a you know four hundred and fifty thousand original miles on it. You know, it's like wow. it was yeah, ride a cab, sure. Yeah, it, 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 it was just, it, just it was, I'll never forget just sw- out swiveling the seat out to sit on it. There was, I don't even know what there was about. I remember that. There was yeah, plenty of room. A room back. Yeah, because you would be driving, so you wouldn't really use it. But I just thought it was fun, and as a kid, it was like this is great. Who knows what if it's even. No, how safe it was for play standards, but it was a lot of fun. No, we mean, weren't was, all seatbelt freaks back in those days. I remember no, taking no, you to a Hitchcock no. festival, Alfred Hitchcock festival, over at uh, the Coolidge Corner. So, you know, there, there I was, like my early thirties, bachelor. I didn't know what to do with a kid, really. Uh, right. I had you in for a few days, and I, I brought yeah. you to this Hitchcock festival. And they were all the old English black and whites, and I'm like, you were like. <laughs> it, was a, it was a double feature too. And I didn't know how to feed you. I remember bringing you pizza and cutting up tomatoes for you because I I didn't even that's, know how to cook. Like, me. <laughs> yeah, you were happy. You were happy. I I didn't care. I was easy. I, I'll never forget this. You you took me once to get a a, a real burger, and. <clears throat> I didn't appreciate it because I never had a real burger. I was like, "What is this?" I'm used to the, you know, the smushed down McDonald's and the burger, sure. and I was, I, I was like, "What is this? Is awful!" I couldn't believe, you know, you you, you went out of your way to take me to some. I forget what the place is, but we sat outside, and I ha- I literally had like a I had a two hand two fifty, <laughs> and I just I I was just like, this is this is not what I wanted. This is not what I, I, I'm sure I ate it. And I didn't say that, but I remember thinking like, "Wow, this isn't a real burger at all. This is not even close." <laughs> the real burger it comes in a wrapper and it's you know this thick all right uh, i do but you did you did me you did try i had a lot of fun i really did oh that's good and i remember I'm glad you did oh i did i honestly did i really did and and having um y- all your your equipment i used to listen to you you would make remix tape or i would make remix tapes of your stuff and take it home and, and you still actually do that i've seen you put a couple on facebook which prompted me to ask you for the music for my show because i was listening to one of your your um uh, groove like a you, you do like an hour, an hour and a half type of thing where you just put it out there and you know it's Jimmy B. And I make a mix, a yeah. Theme. I do mixes. Well, you I have make a, a mix. 
I have, uh, you know, I have two turntables here. You can't really see them. You can see some. I can't even see my hand. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I have two turntables back here and a mixer. And I have a dual CD player. I don't even play CDs anymore. All my CDs are digitized into my iTunes library. And I have uh, right below me, which you can't see, a component called Tractor. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It it allows it, it'll upload your iTunes library, and it'll give you it'll tell you what how many beats per minute a song has, and it'll tell you what key the song is in. So I have a little bit of uh, theoretical music training. So I know that, for example, that if I'm playing something in C minor, the first three notes of it are C, E flat, and G. So I know I can play something in E flat following a key in C minor, and it'll musically be more pleasing to the ears than a jarring transition. I also have um, a a whole collection of uh, music that's gone through a process called Ableton, which syncs the beats perfectly. In other words, it, 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 the most music, most old music has real drummers on it, and real drummers aren't one thousand percent precise. So Ableton allows you allows you to make it precise, so that you can beat match seamlessly. So those are the kind of mixes that I do. I do beat matched seamless mixes. They they come out great. I, I, Dirty Boston Radio and Mixcloud. If anybody wants to uh, take a look. They're really good. Here's a here's a sample. Yeah, they're all like that. <laughs> no, they're no, they are. They are. Right they're not Dave Matthews. <laughs> not the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> but who is right? Who is? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, no, it was that was, but that was one of the, my highlights. Is coming in, and I would immediately go to the when I walked. I remember I forget which house it was or apartment, but it, I walk up the stairs and there was a little hallway, and the record play was right there. The two records, and I would just oh, gravitate like right towards it. It was in the condo, yeah. Okay. Condo, yeah, uh, on Paul Gore Street in Jamaica Plain. Yep. Was Bella there? Ella. No, it was Ella, not Bella. It was Ella. Ella. Oh, yeah, Ella was there. Uh, yeah, Ella. Uh... No, you oh, were there. You, were, you were at that condo, but I you visited me when I lived on Spring Park Ave, and my I had actually had the equipment in what would have been the pantry. Yeah, between the kitchen and what would have been the dining room, although we didn't have dining room furniture, so it was in the dining room. But uh, it was a pantry, and it had the shelves and a built-in, you know, um, chest of drawers kind of thing. Be with the, you know, and I had my DJ coffin uh, sitting on that, and uh, hooked up to a cassette player, which was up above it. It was my mini studio at the time. It was all I could uh, afford to put together. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's what you played in. I believe so I've been to a couple of. The- Actually, Adam, I, I house sat for you once, and Adam came over. You knew about it, of course. I wasn't trying to sneak him in, but but um, oh, I thought you I, I don't know why, we mentioned him earlier. No, oh, I forgot you had a roommate, Adam. I had a, a roommate, Adam. That. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him for a long oh. time. Although I was uh, looking at uh, uh, used CDs on DustyGroove.com the other day, and I saw one of his for, <laughs> used CDs for sale for two ninety nine. I said, oh, I don't know how really. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been a musician all this time. So uh, he was on the road with uh, several um, Broadway plays, musicals that went on the road, and he was in the pit orchestra for a lot of them. He did that for a number of years, and then I kind of totally lost touch with him. But, yeah, you brought your friend Adam in, I think, during Hurricane Bob. Didn't you come in during Hurricane Bob? I don't know. 
and took care of my I plants. I think that ha- I think I have all my plants on the porch, and we were on vacation down the Cape. And I think I called you and asked you if you'd hop on the orange line and ride into JP and fi- you know, make sure my plants didn't get blown over. I think that happened. Probably, probably cost you a couple of days me staying there. But yeah, I think I might have done that. Yeah, I used to I used to walk to Oak Grove and get into Stony Brook. I don't know what yes, it's called. Right, Stony, right. Right, Stony Brook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stony Brook. From Stony Brook. Just walk, 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 walk up the hill and I'm there. Yeah, it was easy. And you took me to, to J.P. Licks, which I was introduced to. That was the original Jamaica Plain J.P. Yeah, Licks. tiny one. Now they're – Yeah, you're the first one. Yeah, very tiny. Yep. Now it's you a walk, yeah, I mean, firehouse. It's massive. Lines out the door. Yeah, everything huge. else. You know, but yeah, they, yeah, they had just started too, in the early 80s. You know, they had just started yeah. started there on that, that little tiny place across from what used to be Flanagan's, which is now a CVS for people that are in JP probably remember that they're old timers. <laughs> is it still there though? JP, the JP Lexington? In, in they, they, they took over the is. old firehouse, or the old firehouse. Oh, okay, okay. They closed during uh, Proposition Two and a Half in 1981. They closed it as a firehouse. It was empty for a few years. A one of the, the local bagel places opened up. I can't remember the name of the local bagel place. And this sort of nonprofit arts uh, group had the upstairs. And that kind of fell apart. And then uh, Vinny, who owns J.P. Licks, uh, oh. deal and took, hey, no, he's not one of those guys. Hey, Polish. Hey. He's Polish. <laughs> he, uh, he's Polish. He is. He told, me, he told me he was Polish. I don't know his last name. <laughs> but he... Um, he took, he he got the deal to take over the the firehouse and he remodeled it. it actually, looks quite good, you know. Yeah, you, know, you can sit down in there and it's pretty cool. It's it's kind of a you know draws people from all over the place. Hot summer night, it's yeah. jammed. Not last summer, but ordinarily, yeah. But I'm not in JP that much anymore because Boston's changed so much and it's so expensive and it's just uh, it's not the Boston. It's not dirty old Boston. That's the other thing. No. It's 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 gone through so many changes that, you know, for me and a lot of people I know, the place has become virtually unrecognizable and very unpleasant. So um, you can't park anywhere. You used to be able to go out at night and park. You can't park. Pay a park in a garage, 40, 50 bucks. I'm not going to spend 40, 50 bucks to park a car. I could have done that for free when I was younger. I'm not paying you. <laughs> when I was you know, a kid. That was my <laughs> attitude. That's my attitude. Why should I pay for that? So you know, yeah, it, no, you're right. Just uh, it's a it's it's rich, it's condoized to death, and the new the new uh, buildings that are going up are all glassy, steely, un, un unappealing, unimaginative. It's just uh, losing its personality. It's becoming just another bland, middle of the road city that has fortunate enough to be on the water, uh, in my opinion. But that's just sure. me. I'm sure there are plenty of people yeah, yeah. that love it, and that, that's that's their. You right. grew you grew up in dirty old Boston, so why wouldn't yeah. you feel that way? Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I look at it. Did, did J.P. Licks make the book? I, I I don't remember if it did. No, no. It did. <laughs> that's too bad. It should have. Uh, we might <laughs> have run a, the sequel. Uh, we might have run a picture of where its original location was before J.P. Licks had even opened there in the early '80s. Because we went to the JP Historical Society, but we didn't get too much from them because they wanted us to contact each of the people who had uh, donated the photos, which is is detective work, to find out right. if we could use them. And it was it's just too much, you know, to do that. 
Now you do give credit. I'm not obviously you do because I read it on there, but you, you give credit to everybody who sends a picture in. Oh, at least as, as, as much as you as much as you can, you give as much information as you can. Oh yeah, yeah. When you run a picture, when you run a picture, you do have to credit. You have to get permission to run it from the person who took the picture, unless it's in the public uh, public uh, uh, public. What do you call it? If it's a public uh, publicly available domain, public domain. Thank you. Um, you don't have to ask permission. You can just use it. And that helped us, you know, enormously because we went to the Boston city archives and they were amazingly helpful. We went to the Massachusetts state archives down at UMass and Dorchester and they were amazingly helpful. I mean, they give you the photos and they say, here, put on these white gloves, look through them. If you want anything, you have to take a photo of the photo. So we came, went down there with the photo. We went with a little tripod, put it on the table, took pictures of the pictures and it's, the whole procedure you go through. <laughs> That's crazy. You wouldn't, but you couldn't even tell though. I I wouldn't have known that if you didn't tell me because they look. Oh yeah, we had the right great. lighting and everything. I mean, you know, we did it right. Yeah, oh, it came out great. Um, do you have? Well, I, I guess I'm talking online here because it's not official till it's official. But do you have any music? Set? Are you going to do the music for the document? Is it a documentary? Or is it a film? I don't want to call it the wrong thing. It, if it goes- it's either according to according to the person that I'm talking to, it's either going to be a documentary or a mini series. That's the that's what, you do- the, what's, will- that's what's in that person's mind for the outcome. Yep. Okay. So I don't know. Will- Musically, a friend of mine uh, I have spoken to about scoring it. His name's Brother Cleve. He's a one of those a kind of a man for all seasons. He knows music inside and out, and he would uh, do do us a brilliant score. Should we need one, we're not sure we're, we're going to need one yet. But yes, I have spoken to him about it, and he will. We also have a narrator who's got the Boston accent down pat <laughs> that we'd like to use. You know, you can't say apparently. Well, he has a local singer named Chris Cody, uh, very very good singer, and very very good with the Boston accent. He. He nails it so well. I mean, he's from the area, but he doesn't have as thick of a Boston accent as he can put on. You know, he's as good as the guy in uh, those Sam Adams commercials. You know that guy? What's his name? From Boston. Yeah. Cousin Snell or something. I guess he's from Yeah, but he's great. He's great. (laughs) He's got got the right. This this guy's at least as good as that. that Yeah. Does, does everybody get those Sam Adams commercials? Because I think they're funny, but I wonder if other people hate them. That I, I don't know what. Well, you, I, I think they love. I don't know. I love them. I think they're great. Me, you know, me too. But I'm laughing at it, not with it. That's, well, you're laughing with it too. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, drink I Sam Adams, but I love their commercials. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that guy is pretty cool. From Bob. Yeah. That, that, can I get sued for doing that? I don't know. That's, no. I have to give permission. No, to we may. Now, what is the line on that? I had this discussion once. What is where? Do, where does it draw the line? If I was to, um, take like my my original thing for the music was I wanted to get ten seconds of a Dave Matthews song, the opening of Ants Marching, just a quick quick thing, boom. What? Like like you gave me stuff. Like you sampled. It sounded like Will Ferrell's in there too, saying, "Ladies and gentlemen." Um, how did you get, or did you not? How do you get permission for that? Because you you got you got tons of mixes. Is that I don't get permission. You do. That's <laughs> okay. So I'm going to keep this on the on the. No, down no, I mean, uh, if I use it for profit, I have to. I'm not using oh, it. Is for that what it is? 
I'm not a lawyer, so don't quote me. <laughs> but Eddie Volpe is. No, not Eddie Volpe. Jack Kuhn, Kuhn. Yeah, he's a lawyer, but he's, get, he's get a criminal lawyer. He's not a he's not a uh, clearance lawyer. <laughs> uh, you know, different lawyers have different specialties. Um, I don't know the exact law. And I, what do you want to use the music for? And how? Well, well, at the time, I was going well, to I was going to use it to to just in, introduce the show real quick before I before I asked you. And I went th- I went through the the channels, and I they wanted like. 400 questions answered and I knew the answers to like none of them. Mm-hmm. They were all, it was way, it was way above my, my pay grade, so to speak. And I just was like, forget it. I'm not even going to go through the hassle for them just to, they're like, well, we want to help you. I'm like, well, okay, but I can't answer these questions. I don't know. I, I know nothing about that. Well, I can't, I just, here's what you, people, you know what I mean? I just want to say, I'll, I'll tell you, here's what people I know have yeah. done that, you know, run into the similar problem that you're talking about. You just do it. And if it's going to be a problem, you're going to get a cease and desist letter, in which case you would cease and desist. But if you never hear anything, then nothing. Then it's not a problem. Uh, nobody's going to try to take 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 away anything of yours for doing it. You know, something simple like that. Uh, you're not making money doing this anyway. It's not. It's not like you're using someone to help you make more money. Or anything like that. Right. You're doing this. This is a labor of love. So no one's. I would be. You'd be hard pressed to find someone. I think that would have a real issue with it. But I can't guarantee that's what I that. Thought. Huh? Of course, of course. I would. I would never coach you on that. But that's why. That's what I thought you too. But, me, but I read I'm somewhere. Not, and it's things. not legal advice. No. It's just you know per, personal experience. Sure, sure. That's all I, I was told Apple will just pull you. Like like Apple will just they don't even tell you give a season to this they just yank you off their catalog. That's what I was told. Hey, I don't know. True. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. It's, I don't, I, I just don't. felt safe saying, "Hey, I heard your mix." I was like, "Well, ask I'll ask him. He, he's obviously doing it." So what, what, I just put not? them up there, and I, I'm not the only one. <laughs> thousands and thousands of people put things up on Mixcloud and Soundcloud. You know, it's one way sure. to get to get heard if you really want to get heard. I, I don't need to be heard that badly, so I don't do it that often anymore. But, <clears throat> uh, you know, I've not run into anything like that, any problems like that whatsoever. For the book, we yeah, did, the other, did I mean, clearance, the legal clearance. She's in the was in the business of publishing books and, you know, generating and earning an income from it. So, and she gets re- really good legal advice and she knew just what to do. And they did all that work. I didn't have to do that. That's the one thing about being published. A lot of people self-publish. They put out the book, then they got to schlep the book all over the world trying to sell it. I didn't have to do any of that. <clears throat> they did all that work for me. They did all the distribution. They did. They paid me. Um, I helped put the book together, but I, once that book came out, all of it was on them. It still is. It's on the publishing wow. company. Yeah, it's not nothing. I, I don't have to do anything. So... That was very good if you can get it. Yeah, it fell in my lap. Uh, you know, I wasn't out hunting it down. So it's kind of crazy just to come up with a little Facebook page on a lark, and the next thing you know, you're in discussions to have it on TV of some sort. It's yeah, crazy. Hey, you never know what, what what's going to happen, but you know, nothing's real until it is real. So that's, true, that's true. It's, it's not on the edge till it is. Just like in your in your own <laughs> personal life, you oh, I got the I think I got the job. No, you don't. Not until you're actually sitting down working. They have that job. You know, it's like that. It's like that's life. You know, nothing's definite until it's definite. 
Right. And hence, you know, the, you, you're familiar with the, it is what it is. Of course I am. You must <laughs> use it all the time and, until she heard your favorite president, uh, to her favorite president do, using it. And then she said, that's not in my, in my uh, repertoire anymore. That's what she told me. Oh, did, did he say, I didn't, I didn't know he said it. Did he say that? He did say it at one point. Yeah. It's probably something to do with COVID, you know? Oh, I don't, know. No I, don't I don't remember. That, that's why she stops. Yes. Yes. Ask, ask her. <laughs> that's what she told me. She said, I'm not using that anymore. That's funny. Yeah. Cause I made fun of her. She's writing it down now. <laughs> <laughs> she corrects me on everything I do. Oh, I, I forgot. I have to, I have to do a, uh, I told her I would fix this. I was telling people last week that the Mario Kart ride in uh, Niagara Falls was on the American side, but it's on the Canadian side. So she made me promise to divulge that because I lied. Apparently, <laughs> I know you probably yeah. Well, because she, she, I get a phone call, I get a phone call like three weeks later after I do this podcast. She'll listen to this today. I release it, Jim, and, and she'll say, "Oh, by the way, I did it because of this." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're even talking about." Because she just watched it, but I said it two weeks ago, and she she gives me little corrections. Well, so, I will tell you that she told me. On, either probably on the phone because we talk on the phone periodically yeah. that she was no longer using it is what it is because <laughs> Donald Trump used it is what it is to talk about something <laughs> she said yeah and you know she's not his, his number one fan it's <laughs> um, funny I know I know you stay away from politics so uh, yeah I, I know that so that's, it that's is what fine. it is that's, <laughs> that's fine. So I'm not bringing yeah, politics. Uh, it's just it's just funny. That no, 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 no. Because of that, I I got a kick out of that. Yeah, it was it was relevant. I brought up it is what it is. So <laughs> definitely. But you um you mentioned before that you you're mixing because I I really enjoy listening to your your your, your mixes. You don't do them. You don't release them as often. When's the? Have you done one recently? Because I don't even know that I've seen one recently. How, no, you, I haven't. How put often one up do you do one? I probably haven't put one up for six months, eight months. Or maybe I'll do one now. Maybe I'll do another one. Nice. Yeah, nice. maybe I'll do one. Now, what 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 determines your mood? Like, do you? Because it's not you don't always do the same type of. I just music. Go, I just fly by the seat of my pants. I just go through the I like list. It. I just go through. You know, you see the songs in a list. Oh, I like. I'll play that one. I'll play that one. I know these two go well together. Whatever, you know. Whatever. It's not like I have a plan or anything like that. No, no. When when, when oh, I was I you, know, you know, I started out. I would play. I and when I first started, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but it's true. I would not only plan every song I was going to play, I would plan the words I was going to say to use about every song. And when I listen to early tapes of my show, I can hear that it was all planned. Yeah, and then I I just started just bringing in records, bring a bunch in. I'd say, I'll play this one next. And it was so much more natural and free-flowing, sort of like your show goes, you know? Instead yeah. of every word planned out, you know, I just wanted it to be. I was a perfectionist about it, and I didn't need to be. Yeah, I mean, you saw the process here. What do you not want to talk about? Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much right. it. I mean, don't tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me what you don't want to talk about, and we'll take it from there. Because I, I don't want to. If you're going well, I explained this to to my friend Larry, because he's going to be hosting a podcast, and and I said if if you're going this way. And you're, it's going well. Don't stop and bring them back to go another way because you go with the you flow. Want to go, go with the, let it finish, let it play out. People want to hear a conversation. They don't want to hear. All right, we've done two minutes on this. Next, it's it's you, where's it going? It, I I totally believe in that. Sometimes you know, yeah, I have to have something prepared for if it stalls. But 
realistically, I can pretty much figure out where yeah, stuff can at. stall when you're on the air having a conversation too. We can stall in real life too. I mean, sometimes you just run out of yeah. shit to talk about, and you're like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> right, but you know I'm going home now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, how about them Celtics, honey? Huh? That's when you get the weather and the sports. Yeah. That's when I know they've got nothing left to say to me. This is, this is hot enough for you? That's the yeah. worst. It's the absolute <laughs> worst. But um, <laughs> but you mentioned before your Instagram. Did you get into? I know you have the Facebook page. The Facebook page is just Dirty Old Boston, yeah. correct? If they want to look, and the Instagram is Dirty Old Boston as well. Yeah. Is there any underscores or no. just? And did did you ever get on Twitter? No, I don't like Twitter. I just don't like okay. every. I hate reading about. You know, this guy t- tweeted that today. I don't give. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, no, I don't do Twitter. But uh, Instagram, uh, my publisher set up an Instagram page for me, and I didn't even know what Instagram was back in 2014. And I, I, I didn't do anything about it. So I'm down in New York one weekend with Kat, my girlfriend, and her daughters are both live in New York. So one of them came to uh, visit us uh, for lunch at a restaurant. And, you know, she's she, she's only like 24 now. So she was probably 18 at the time. And we're, she she was asking me how everything was going, good with the book and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, I have this, probably has this Instagram page. And she goes, oh, you do? Well, let me see it. And she opened the Instagram page, which I'd never opened. I'd never opened the Instagram page. She goes, do you know you have 2,000 followers? 2,000? <laughs> no, I didn't know. She goes, 2,000 followers and no posts. How did you do that? I said, I didn't. No nothing. Nothing. So um, I said, I don't know. Um, my publisher set it up for me, probably put out the word, and that's probably what generated the, the, the membership. So shortly thereafter, I started putting pictures up there. And actually, I enjoy Instagram more than Facebook. I think Facebook limits your spread, you know, unless you're into advertising and stuff like that. I just, you know, I, Instagram is just like pictures and and chatter i don't know it's just easier i don't know plus you can edit the pictures a little better instagram has an editing uh editing capability that facebook does not and uh i've been enjoying instagram if i post a picture on instagram and facebook it gets way more action on instagram than it does on facebook which is Is weird but it is what it Well played. I almost well played. used it. <laughs> so, yeah. so That's funny. It's a, social media, it's, it's a weird world. It's a weird world. You know, I get, I hate it when people like message me on Facebook to ask me a question. Why not just, I don't know. People don't call each other anymore. People, people will send me a, a message on Facebook asking me if they can call. I'm like, why don't you call? <laughs> you know? I'll either answer it or I won't. I'll answer the phone. I mean, that's the other thing. What's all this with people don't answer their phones? You know, <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm really old. I am. I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was younger, when the phone rang, you answered the damn thing. If you didn't like what you were, you didn't know who it was. You'd hang up, but you didn't not answer it. Now right. it's old. It's a, got flipped on its on its whatever you call it. <laughs> it's, it's it's just. It's a strange world. It's a strange world. Yeah, the, the and, phone's and, the only thing I don't use on my phone. What's that? <laughs> What's the that? phone's the only thing I don't use on my phone. Exactly. Everybody's got these <laughs> phones. I, I got a I got a, a five hundred and twelve gigabyte phone, so I can put my fifty thousand songs on it, 
text and use my Instagram, I rarely make a phone call. I rarely even get one. It's like, okay, why do they even call it a phone? And, what, and why do they call these things we're working on computers? We don't use them to compute. You know, it's, like, it's you know. There's a good bit there, actually. That's pretty good. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah, just, yeah. I t- like I texted you the email to get on the show. That's funny. It's, it's I never actually spoke to. You. I spoke to you before, but for this transaction, so to speak, I emailed. I texted you the email, and you logged on. I mean, I got. I got to be honest with you about one thing. I forgot I was going to do this today, and I woke up <laughs> and I'm eating breakfast, and I got this. All of a sudden, I get a, a text. The text shows up on my phone. I didn't even have the volume on, but I had the phone sitting on the table. So Kat says, "Your phone lit." I look at and they say, "Oh, jeez, George. Oh, I'm sp- ah." So I ran. To- I ran downstairs here. You weren't, you weren't even late. You were early, so it's good. Yeah, no, it worked. It, wor- it worked out. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to blow it off. I just spaced it out. Oh no, you know. <laughs> so why, what? What that's you? Why I you, say you. You record this now, and then do you edit yeah. it? Oh, you edit it. Good. Yeah. No. Well, I I actually don't unless there's something you unless you said something that you want don't don't want to be repeated or you said it by accident. I just let it go. No. I, I'll add I'll add the music to it and um, I'll I'll edit out the, I'll edit out the dead air before and after so it's a little smoother. But that's that's really it. It it's I just I just I don't want to take the time to go through every um and and what whatever you know what I mean like. It's a conversation. That's what happens. No, I life, so I, I don't, yeah, you I don't, don't want it to be so tight; it's unnatural. Exactly, and people. I, I I'm in this this group of people who who do this stuff, and that they take hours to edit. I'm like hours to edit. What? Go for a walk. I mean, what what do you mean hours to edit? What what are you editing out? You the whole show? I mean, we got a three you got a three minute episode. Then I don't I don't understand it. Well, people that do this, unless, like I said, stuff, people that do this kind of stuff sometimes tend to be perfectionists. They don't want any errors. They want everything to be perfect, and then they want to be seen and noticed, and they want to be elevated. I mean, that's part of what this racket is. You know, you know. I mean, yeah, you, may I not, so. you, you may not be in it for that, but uh, that's some people are in it to make to, for fame. You know, they want to be known. They yeah. want to be seen and heard, and they want to be uh, famous. I, you know, yeah. I, I mean, when I, was, when I started out, I did it in the garage. You you've been you've been here. There's a train track, literally ten feet away from from the house, and the train will go by, and and you can hear the train. And I'll sometimes I'll stop. Talk, I would stop talking just to let the train go. I, people love the train. I, yeah, I, exactly. I couldn't I couldn't edit that out. They wanted to hear the train. How many trains were in this one? It's something one real. So there was three trains. Yeah, exactly. It's real. It's, it's a real. couple people in a garage hanging out. Right, and that's good. That's Life good. happens. So what kind of music are you gonna put on this thing? Um, oh, I don't know yet. Oh, I would use yours. I would use. I don't want to put different music. I want to keep it uniformed. I want to put the one like I every on the audio. I put the music in the front and the back of every episode. On YouTube, I have my old catalog. I was able to put the music on your music on up until the, I started videotaping to to see the video because when you watch this episode, you're going to see you and you're going to see me. Um, yep. But when you watch the older ones before I had this platform it's just like like a blue space with lines going through like a sound waves type of thing so you can still hear the podcast like with my mother for instance it'll say christmas with mom however long it is but you won't see a picture of us because we didn't do it you'll just press play and your tv will will you know vibrate whatever it says or yep. it does like a and that's that's it sound wave yeah <clears throat> sound wave thank you that's what i was looking for yeah. 
So the, but they have your music on it because I was able to edit it on there beforehand. Whereas now the new one's funny because the ones that you either get video or you get the music right at this point. So I'm going to have to do something soon because I think this is the seventh one I've done for actual video. So I have to do something because it's just, you just turn it on and you see numbers and me going, okay, this is six. You know, I used to count down in the beginning because yeah. I, I thought I'd be able to edit it out, but I couldn't figure out how to do you it. Need, so do you need I me to provide you with any music for this? Or do you, are you gonna- no, no, you, you already have. I, if I, if I, I'm going to use the same music I have to make it uniform, the, the same one that, that you gave me for the audio. Like, our, if you listen you to the intro? Apple, this podcast, you mean the intro? Yeah, you'll hear you'll yeah you'll hear the music on, on Apple. You'll hear. Oh, okay, but you're not you're not using yeah. music during the conversation. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. That's what I thought no, you no, meant. No no, no, no. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I just meant the quick the quick intros, which isn't a big deal because it's you know it's ten seconds. Yeah, right. But <clears throat> I do want to have it though, and I did I do have it for the back catalog on YouTube. Okay. But and I have it on all the the um, audio platforms. Have the music. Okay. Send me the email me the link to your YouTube channel. Yeah, okay. Okay, because then I can just I check out everything, you know. Yeah, sure. So. Keep in mind, my first one with Jessica Blaylock, I had no idea how to do the lighting. No apologies. So I look like. No apologies. <laughs> oh, that's right. I said that before. You said, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Just keep going. No, it's true. Just keep going. You'll so see what you now I have this like, light. and you'll fix it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Pretty soon. No, you're right. You know? That's all there yeah. is no, to it. Yeah, that's going pretty well. I, I like it. It's fun. It, it's it's going to get to talk to people. I don't get to talk to you that often. So if I can come on here and like my cousin Patrick, I haven't talked to in a long time. So it was great to have him on. We just we talked. We actually talked for like two hours and then we talked after for another. It could have been another. We did another podcast without taping it. We just talked I know. for like two more hours. It was crazy. We live in a world just, where we talk to each other on a freaking computer from, you know, <laughs> you're probably maybe 30 miles from me. You know, you're right. Exactly. exactly. You'll have to come up yeah. this summer. Uh, you know, uh, up out on the deck. Have you guys, have you guys like got it. your vaccines yet? Uh, no, my my mother has. Uh, oh, I know she has. We have. We've had. You know, the older people have pretty much gotten them. A lot of them around here. You should get it soon. My kids, both Peter and Leah, both have had their first ones last week. Is that right? Yep, they had the first Pfizer shot last week. I'm actually going to Philly with Leah on uh, next uh, on Friday. She's going to visit a friend, and I'm going to a record dealer that I go uh, nice. see see down there. I'm going to stay in a hotel. She's going to stay with a friend, and we're going to drive back together. So it'll give us a chance to rebond, you know. That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. How often do you go to these record shows? Because I know I've seen it's a pictures of, store. of you. It's a it's a, a world store, famous record store. store called Val Shively's. He's got five million forty fives there. Literally, it's the place. <laughs> so I just you know go through stuff. You know I just go through stuff, and you know, figure out what I want. The- a little turntable I bring with me. I can sample listen because usually it's stuff I don't know. You know, so it's oh, pretty cool. So it'll be a nice weekend. I got a reservation in at a hotel in Center City on Market Street, which is the main drag through Philly, and uh, nice. one of them anyway. I think there's Broad Street. I don't know Philly super Broad Street, Street Bullies. I, the, the the flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, we call the Broad Street Bullies. Oh, really? Is that a the Philly thing? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the which reminds team. me of that movie, Rumper Stump. <laughs> I just came into my mind. Remember that movie? That I do remember that. Was Michael Rappaport in that? No, it wasn't. We were making jokes. You and I were making jokes about it a long time ago. Romper Stump. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, remember. Yeah. Just, just a... Uh, <laughs> 
word association. Quickly that enters your head. Sure, sure. What's uh? What, let me ask you a question because I know you're you're a big music guy. You, rec- you see the records in the back of you over yeah. your over your right shoulder. Um, what's the most you've ever spent in one day at a record store? Twenty five hundred. Really? Now is that on oh, rare? Because right. you you get a lot of rare stuff. It's what? Yeah, online, right? Of course. Yeah. No, I had I, that, I wow. did, and that was at Val's Val Shively's in Finn. In Philly. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. But I don't spend that habitually regularly. But if I did one thing yeah. on over during COVID more than I should, it was buy records because you can buy them online and then run out to yeah. the mailbox every day and get your little treasure and bring it in and play it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Now, were you a big Tower Records guy or was that overhyped? Is that, did you ever, because no, there was a Tower Records in Boston. Yeah, they had a good yeah. a good store back you know back then they they were good they were were a chain but they carried just about everything so you know yeah they, you know that's where you went I mean I I I went to a lot of the independent used record stores too because a lot of people you know trade in their vinyl for cash or to get new 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 you know new stuff because they're sick of the, that stuff and so there's still some of that going on in Boston not like it used to be um, but I go to a place called In Your Ear. Which is in Alston, next to the Paradise Theater, and uh, this. To be clear, you said in your ear, in, not in your rear, in your, correct? In your ear, not in your. Okay, yeah, in your well, ear. The it's a different kind of album. That's all I'm saying. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I never thought of that until <laughs> you just brought it up. But a dirty mind. That's one, one. He has dirty <laughs> mind. Maybe. No, don't go with George. Dirty mind. No. Uh, uh, I go there, eh, you know, periodically. The guy's been in business over 40 years. He's a geezer like me, you know. So we just cynically uh, look at the look at the state of the world and shake our heads negatively and uh, talk about right off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but he loves me on his lawn because I spend money there. So <laughs> well, lawn and money is green, so why not? Yeah, no, that's I, cool though because I, I always I always like your post when you say, "Oh, I've got the." This just just got this one waiting for months or whatever. It's like it's almost like you're a little kid in the candy store when you get it. The, is the, the you know five there. You, it it's great to see. I like it. Mom and Dad bought me my first forty fives when I turned ten, uh, which was nineteen fifty eight. Which and the three singles were um, with the Witch Doctor by David Seville, um, whose real name was Ross Bognarian or something like that. The Purple People Eater by Sheb Woolley, who was really a country singer, but he made this gimmick record. And then they bought me the Big Bopper, The Purple People Eater Meets the Witch Doctor. But the flip side turned out to be the hit called Chantilly Lace. So those are my first three. I actually have a picture of myself on the wall here, but you can't see it. Holding the 345s and and another picture next to it of me listening to them on the floor. (laughs) So I'm still that that 10-year-old kid when it comes to records. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, 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 that's why if it baffled me when you when you couldn't think of some I forget what we were talking about, but you couldn't think of of, of something, and I was like, how can that be? Because in my mind, you know pretty much everything about music, or at least as much as you can. I know what I know. I don't know everything. No, I don't know. Yeah, well, no, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But usually, like I, I, I just can't imagine stumping you on that. But well, you can um, stump me on eighties and nineties. That's more your era than yeah, mine. That's, that's you, the '90s. That's I you know, I know a little. I know what was on the radio, but I don't really know you know deep '90s. Nah, you know, I've, I'm, a, I'm a boomer, and I listen to mostly boomer music. 
<laughs> no, I just remembered something too. You um, because I was big into the Jay Giles band. They were great. Up, and you you had an a uh, you had an acquaintance with Peter Peter Wolf. Didn't you go to different record shows with? Him? Uh, no, no, you, were, you, were, you, you you wouldn't say you I were, never did. You wouldn't say you were friends. No, I I thought you did. I thought because I I you said you weren't friends, but you'd you'd seen him around. Oh, you see him? I'd there. see him around in the record. I still see him. He still goes out and sees music. You know, he's a regular guy too, and he loves music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he loves music. I I was always always a, a kind of angered by the fact that Aerosmith made it so big, bigger than Giles. And I, I thought the Jay Giles band was the real talent. I thought Aerosmith was a lot of hot air. You know, that's what I thought. I know a lot of people love Aerosmith and a lot of people are going to say, no, you you don't know what you're talking about, dude. I kind of do. <laughs> you know, Aerosmith got pushed very heavily in, in 1973 by Max Ann on WBCN, pushed way beyond the limits. Just You hear them all, heard them all, all the time. If you got a DJ behind you pushing, 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 and the airwaves are king, you're going to get more exposure. And people say, yeah, they rocked. Yeah, they rocked. You know, bad boys of Boston and all that. I just thought it was a little bunch of BS. I thought the Giles band was the real thing. And and they they put on an amazing show. And Wolfie used to listen to my uh, my show. And he called it a couple times, usually to correct me. <laughs> That's fine. You know, he's a freak. He's a he's a music he's a music freak. He you know he's crazy about it. So he he and I was honored that he even took the trouble to call me. So um, you know, and he's still around town. Yeah, he's still around. Yep. You see him, yes, him here I've there. Seen him a couple times. I've seen him in the Lizard Lounge. I've seen him. Yeah, the Lizard Lounge in Cambridge, which is a tiny little place, but you know, good 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 music, good live music there. So, yeah, he comes there to see, like, Duke Levine and some of the locals that are, you know, really highly respected around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were they were, they were second to none live act by far. Those Did you see them live? They were. I've seen them a couple times live. And yeah, they were exactly. Fantastic. Peter Wolf, they were great. <clears throat> and they had a great And that was after their prime. That was, like, not, like, in the 70s when they were, we're really talking about kicking ass. Peace frame, was... centerfold period. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. That that was during those eras. It was over for me by that time. It was over for me by that time. I thought their first four albums were nothing short of spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah, they were they were bluesy, right? They, soul. R and B, soul, soul and rock. And you know, they kind of melded it all together. I mean, they were white boys and they never pretended they weren't, but they had soul. You know, Peter Wolf grew up listening to that stuff in, in New York. And, you know, he he exposed you know, the, some of that early Guile stuff exposed us to songs that, that were originally done that we did, that at least I, as a white kid growing up in the suburbs, didn't know. Like, first I look at the purse. I didn't know that was originally done yes. on Motown by the Contours. Uh, Homework uh, was originally done by Otis Rush. I didn't know that. Uh, Ain't Nothing But a House Party was originally done by the Showstoppers. Never heard that record. Is that yeah, right? I've, but now I've got all these records, the, the ones that the Guiles did covered. I've got the original versions of, but I wouldn't have known about him if it wasn't for Jay Giles. So that you know, that's a that was a serious band, and they deserve serious props, and uh, way more so than Aerosmith, in my opinion, which I have plenty of, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> kudos to Giles. You know, they 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 did it for a lot of people. I'm glad you had a chance to see them. And, you know, nothing wrong with that freeze frame centerfold stuff. They were still doing it back then. But I was, you know, had had kind of, I was in a different uh, listening mode at that point. That's all. That's all that was. Yeah. And the good thing that I thought about the Giles band was that 
the, the freeze frame, the centerfold, those those songs, they became popular. So it allowed more people to hear the older stuff. Absolutely. As well, because I didn't get into the older stuff, which I would argue is better than freeze Thank frame you. and centerfold. <laughs> I would, I, being honest, I love them both. But if I had to, like in concert, give me a house party all day right. long, all day long. Way. They're amazing. Whammer Jammer, must have got lost live. Is crazy. You know. It's absolutely you crazy. Know the deal. I have a video on my phone. I saw him at the um, by the by the, the seaport. The half, not the half show. What's it called? The seaport. The um, used to the, call the, Harbor the, Lights once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he would do, was doing his must have got lost. Uh, monologue, and he went through the crowd, and he walked right by me. I patted him on the shoulder, and he, 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 he walked right by me. And I, I, for some reason, I wanted to film that monologue, and he, he literally, I was on the aisle seat because I went by myself, and he he just walked right up. To, he, uh, this is fantastic. I, I I'll never forget it, and I can't because I have it on my phone. But but it was amazing. He he was just such a performer. The whole band. I think I don't know if somebody was missing then. I forget if somebody had died at that point. But was it the Giles? Was, was, it, was it the Giles band? It was, yeah, it wasn't Peter oh, Wolf. It was band, but so I, do you remember? I don't. I don't. Um, I gotta say, the before to 2010 ish, maybe. Okay. Or maybe I, I'm. I maybe, maybe, maybe not. I, I think. Well, Jay Giles himself died. Maybe. That's right. That's right. So he was there. So maybe it was before between 2000 and 2010 at some point. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, they were still good. They were still really, really good. I can't. I don't remember. He's got the energy. I, I don't. He's, he's got the energy. He's got his band now called the Midnight Travelers, and they. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he, they still not with COVID, but you know they they were still out there performing. They got interviewed on this radio show that I was telling you about, uh, Boston Public Radio. Peter gets interviewed every time he um, puts out a new album. He gets interviewed on that show because he's a Boston institution. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, I, I I was at a Springsteen concert at the Garden, and they were doing um, the encore, and they did Bruce. You know, I don't know if you've been to a Springsteen concert, but they're insane. And he did a couple songs, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they were, did, did, you know, oh, you, it, it's they're they're phenomenal. But they, they they were doing the every band member walked off the stage except for the drummer who was just keeping the beat. And then one by one, they'd walk back on. And then Peter Wolf comes out and they sing Love That Dirty Water. And the place just oh, that's, erupted. Yeah. Like, he, didn't even, he, he didn't even have to say his name. Just right. here he is. And, and he and he's doing his, you know, the shimmies he does. Like, <laughs> he's, the king. Was just, he's the king of Boston he, he was, that way. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I saw the same thing at the Elvis Costello show. He came on. Is that right? during, and I'm a massive Elvis Costello fan. He came on during the Costello show, and just and it was fantastic. You know, just to see the two of them yeah. doing it. They weren't ego tripping. They were just doing it. You know what I mean? So, so that was right. that was great. Yeah, Wolfie. They makes yeah, appearances and stuff like that, and it adds to the it adds to the flavor. It definitely does. Sure, it does. I've never I mean, seen I was Bruce. Like I I listened to when I was we were in California last last year just before COVID. Kat and I went out to California. We rented a car in L.A. and took it to Palm Springs. And it had satellite radio, which I'd never listened to. I never listened to satellite radio. Uh, most people, I guess, have. I never did. And I found little Stevens Underground Garage uh, channel. Yes, you ever heard that? Yes. Yeah. Sure. What a great channel. Sure. What a great yeah. channel. You know? Yeah. And, you know, little Steven, you know, of course, uh, Stevie Van Zandt, Van Zandt plays for the Springs. Yes. Yeah. So, sure and, does. And uh, the Silvio. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. Dante, yeah. yeah. I said, my piece, Chrissy. He's great. <laughs> the Sopranos. Springsteen once did that. He introduced the band. He goes, Little Steve, you know him. You love him from the, the star of the Sopranos. <laughs> it's just his build up is, I can't believe you've never seen a Springsteen concert. It's so great. It's, I have it's, never, you don't even have to be a fan of his music. Uh, it's just, just that the concert is, I just, is, ordered, is just, I just, unbelievable. just got in the mail my favorite uh, Springsteen 45 of all time. Is my favorite, which I've probably never heard of. Which 10th Avenue Freeze Out, 10th Avenue. Oh, Freeze Out. That's 1970. See the date there, 1975. 10th Avenue Freeze. Out. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Springsteen song. Of you know, and have you heard it? Li- have you heard it live off a of CD or anything? Because no, live is no. just no. I have oh, not. It's such a different song. It's so 10th good. 10th Avenue Freeze Out's different. When I you- went. Well, it's just more energy. It's more. It's live. He just he crushes it. I saw him after you know Clarence Clemens passed away, and his uh, Clemens nephew or son, I think it's his nephew Jake, took over the sax, and they were doing the tenth. I have it. I actually filmed it because I wanted. I heard about it. Um, I saw that at the garden too. It might have been the same concert. I'm not sure, but yeah, um, they went down and they did this moment of silence, like and it started the band. It just. It was an amazing tribute to Clarence because they just sat there and held it. You knew what the next thing was, the saxophone. He's gone, right? Clarence gone? Then. Clarence is gone, right? Clarence passed, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, yeah, his nephew. My, my mother will correct me. It's either the son or nephew. She's looking it up now. But um, Jay Clemens is part of the band. He, he took over. So yeah. it's it's it, it 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 was really good. It was it was amazing. It just it's just live. It's just there's a whole crowd participation. Oh, I know Bruce Springsteen live concerts. I mean. He, he was playing here. He played at a place in in uh, Cambridge called uh, Joe's Place in 1970. <laughs> he was either late 72 or early 73, and no one knew who he was. It was a blues club, Joe's Place, and over near Inman Square in Cambridge, where you lived at one point. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. remember the exact location. I wasn't there. Like I said, I've never seen Bruce Springsteen live, but the the, the show got a lot of buzz. And it was only shortly thereafter that John Landau came out with his famous statement, which I'm sure you remember it. I have seen the future of rock and roll. And (laughs) his name is Bruce Springsteen. And John Landau is from my hometown of Lexington. uh, Is that right? Yeah. And he became a big deal in the music industry. And his brother David is a phenomenal guitarist. Phenomenal guitarist. And a good friend of uh, my buddy Jack, whom you've met. This is my latest yes. find. I'm really proud to have found uh, the Untouchable Machine Shop, an instrumental called Machine Shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've never heard it. I'm sure nobody watching this you, has never heard it, but I got it. I got you know it. That re- reminds me of, didn't Lou Reed have one more album on his contract and he made nothing but machine music, like machine noise I think to he fulfill did. that yeah, obligation? Sure. The album was called Machine. I think it was. Yeah, and that's what it reminded me of. It was just all metallic noise, no song. Just that's how he fulfilled his obligation, his contractual obligation. Yeah, but that's. I, Have you been? got to respect that. It's kind of watching these music uh, 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 documentaries on um, Prime. There's a bunch of them. No, there's a really good one on the New York Dolls, uh, on the New York punk scene. There's. Uh, I don't know if you're. I've heard uh, of them actually. Uh, yeah. if you, if you, just. Just to know history, if nothing, to the history, if nothing else, um, this just some really spectacular, uh, well done documentaries on on, uh, on Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm so I have that. 
I watched um, the Go Go's on Showtime. They had one that was really good. The Go Go's? It chronicled there. Yeah, there was it was a really good course. I grew up with yeah, them. Yeah, we so got the beat. I, I remember. Understood. Yeah, and, and, but I've heard of the New York Dolls, so I, I would I would. That's David Johansson. Uh, David Johansson. Buster Poindexter. Exactly. Exactly. The animals. The animals. What do you mean? Yeah, wasn't he the lead singer of the animals? We got that's, that's Eric that Burden. Eric Burden. Oh. No, Poindexter was the lead singer of the New York Dolls. They weren't that well known uh, internationally. They were big in. They were actually bigger in Europe than they were in this country because they cross dressed. You know, they were part of the early glam rock thing, where like the Bowie and all those kind of the sweet and bands like that, the glam kind of unisex look. And you know, red blooded American boys just don't put up with that crap. You know, <laughs> and they were having a blast doing it and making it a lot of fun. But you know, it. it this is America, and you know the spectrum of people in this country. Uh, the, that uh, have a have a real issue with people that do that kind of thing. It's too great to make some somebody like them succeed. But they put out some fabulous rock and music. The New York Dolls, yep. And good type prime, huh? personality, crisis, and pills. Good, 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 good. Interesting songs. So it's fun. Hmm. Yeah. Is that a whole series they're doing, or is that just so? It's, it's like no. an hour of each band. No, it's just. A, a documentary here, a documentary there. Just go down to the documentary section, find your first music one. Once you watch one that you're interested in, you it'll start showing you, uh, you know how it works. It'll start because showing you what this, other ones this. are there because they know you, because you like this, you might like this kind of thing, you know, which, mm -hmm. you know, and I got onto a, a streak of that during the, during lockdown. So, I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours of TV I, I watched. I, I don't even want to go there. But uh, <laughs> my chair, let's put it this way. You're not alone, my though. chair is worn where my fat ass sat for, for hours on end. You know, time for a new chair. I know I had just gotten the chair a year and a half ago. So you go. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's comfortable. It's a recliner. <laughs> you you broke you broke it in. That's I, what bro you're doing. I really I did. Like I really did. <laughs> no, it's funny. <clears throat> I just want to just go back to this whole spring thing one more, one more thing because I, I have to I have to admit something. I was always the guy who said about Dave Matthews Band: if you like their if you don't like their um, studio stuff, it's not fair because live is so much better. And so someone told me, well, that's the way it is with Springsteen. So I said, all right, I got to practice what I preach. I'll go see Springsteen. Blow yeah. away, blow sure. away. It's it's they just. Live to t like I'm not a huge fan of his catalog. I, I mean, I like his stuff, but I, I'd never listened to it ad nauseum. I'm the same but way. About see live, it, I'm the same way about Springsteen. Yeah, but if you saw him live, it's so I'm not pushing you to go, obviously. But it's it's it it really is that much. It's night and day. It's night and day. Yeah, I, I don't so have the better. I don't have the much tolerance for the huge um, shows. Uh, we went to see um, Jethro Tull uh, down at. It was called Harbor Lights when it had a real name. Now, of course, it's named after some bank or corporation. A bank, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that because I, I hate I it. It's named after corporations. I hate it. Not because I'm an old fart, which I am. It's because it's not the way to name a place that you go to see performances. You don't. You don't want it associated with bit the world of business. You, but again, they give the money and they maintain it. I don't know. But how did they live before they named them corporations? They were still there. You know, they maintained them before. Yeah. I mean, Boston Garden was nothing to look at. But I, you know, 
Great Woods, perfect example. Great Woods. It's that's exactly. many names. People still call it Great Woods. Yeah, I do. I don't know. For the, for the record, I didn't. I think get it's called Comcast there. Center now. I think that's what it's called. Uh, ex, yeah, ex, Xfinity, Xfinity Center. Xfinity. It's not even Comcast anymore. Now it's Xfinity Center. Okay. Yeah, Xfinity which Theater. Isn't even a word. But for the record, which isn't even a word. <laughs> the word is Infinity or Xbox. It's not Xfinity. Uh, you know, that's the other thing. They're naming these companies words that don't exist in the language. The, the language itself is getting morphed into something that I'm finding it harder to recognize all the time. You know, I'm trying to buy a new uh, TV and sound system for the for the living room. Oh, God. And I'm going through Best Buy, and then, my God, the, the specs. Well, you don't want to – I don't even want – I can't even get started because I've already spent three hours talking to these technicians. I know what I want. I just don't want to spend the money they want for what I want. Trying to get uh, there it is. it's really expensive. The system I want, they quoted me a price sixteen thousand dollars. I said sixteen thousand dollars. I can buy a car. I don't need to, <laughs> you know, not a not a new one. I can buy a car for sixteen thousand dollars. And then yeah, they, then good. they're going to send some guys out to, to put it in fifteen hundred for installation. I'm like. I'm like fifteen hundred. Last time I moved, two thousand. They moved the whole house, everything in the house. They pack it, packed it, and moved it, and unloaded it at the new house for two thousand. <laughs> for the record, I just want it to be said that I didn't get you started. You told me no, not to get you started. I didn't. You did that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just ranting because I, I, I have a chance to do it here. <laughs> That's all. That's right. <laughs> so really, you, so you did you did you shop around for that, or is that, did you just go to Best Buy and that's it? Because I went to six. That's a lot of money. Well, I want a lot of speaker. Well, I want a lot of speaker. I, apparently, I hope so because I'm not spending. Crazy. I'm not. I'm not even going to spend half that um, if I get my way. Um, because <laughs> I, I just I, I can't fathom spending that kind of money to watch television because that's all you're doing in the end. Yeah. You know, cool. so. I'll, I'll keep you posted on what goes on with that. <laughs> I, I hope you do because I am interested. Plus, I want to see it because it sounds amazing. If it's you're being quoted at sixteen thousand for this, it's thing. pretty amazing. I mean, they wow. have some amazing stuff out there now, and and the the, the definition, of, the high def of TV is just improving all the time. You know, all the time. Yeah. so uh, you know, were you looking at four K? That. That's all there is. They're trying to get me into 8K. Pretty much, right? They're trying yeah. to get me into 8K. 8K. I say, what do I need 8K for? They go, well, in 10 years, when the programming's all in 8K, you'll be happy you did it. Well, in 10 years, <laughs> they'll, they'll be 12K. Right 8K. I'm not going to buy it now. It's something <laughs> that doesn't exist. You know, I bought a high-def TV when they were still broadcasting in analog. And everybody was like yeah. this, you know, flattened face. Right. You know, for the first year, I watched the stupid thing. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. I, I I do. I saw the, I saw the transition too. Everything became widescreen, and they had a fit. Uh, your video has been fitted to format, and so they're smushed together. And yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. And now they have 4K, but not everything's caught up to 4K yet. Not everything. So, so yeah, yeah. No, we're looking at, for a little while. It's it's. We're looking at a 4K. Yeah, now we're looking at a 4K, and, and the the TV I I liked cost four thousand dollars just for the TV. Last time I bought a TV, it was like eight hundred. I'm saying four thousand. <laughs> what the hell does that TV do? Yeah, it looks like a million bucks. It's big. It's sixty-five inches. Uh, it's got it's got a, a 
a mid-range speaker built right into it. So, and then the, the speakers I'm looking at are, are beyond belief. They're made by the same people. I can't remember the name of the company. Bow, not Bang & Olufsen. It's, it's, a, it's a company that did the speakers in the Abbey Road Studios. That's their claim to fame. They, oh. They've been around since 1966, and they're state of the minute I heard them, I said, those are the speakers for me. They go, okay, well, they're, they're 1500 each. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. Then I, want, then I want half of one. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, uh, I'll let you know how the drama ends. Uh, when, when, yeah, yeah, we'll have you up here over the summer when the, when the weather gets warmer. And uh, yeah, I saw you had pictures. You, you were on the deck the other day. I saw the deck. It looks good. Yeah, I like putting deck pics. <laughs> friend of Michael. <laughs> That's good. See that that vowel is, is, is crucial to that sentence. To look at your deck. <laughs> But it's a huge deck. <laughs> she likes it's, it. It's definitely spe- <laughs> spelling is important. It does matter. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bonnie, you'll have that's great. Up. It's been a while. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So well, we done here yeah. or what? Yeah, well, apparently, we, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to get just started on something else. No, we, yeah, we, we've got. If, we've, if you have anything else you want to talk about, I'm happy to do it. But you know, no, I, I was just gonna. No, we, we've we've covered. It. We've gone I, at least an hour and a half. I think. Yeah, I think an hour, an hour and, and, and a half. half. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. I know you, you want you want to get walking. I, I, I'm walking. Yeah, I'm talking. Lose, I'm probably talking. Mojo. Lose my mojo, and my belly will become that much softer. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how so, it is these but, days. All right, so just to recap, you're 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 promoting not you, not that you're promoting, but if anyone wants to, if they haven't heard of you for some reason, and your 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 page, it's Dirty Old Boston, straight up Dirty Old Boston. Photos from Boston before two thousand. Photos of Boston before two thousand from all the neighborhoods. Uh, there's a post nearly every single day on Facebook and on Instagram at Dirty Old Boston. One word. Great. Yeah, Facebook. Okay, that's important. So no spaces, just Dirty Old Boston. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dirty Old Boston. Give the page a like, and I don't overpost. I put a, a picture up almost every day, and it'll come up in your feed, and you can like it or comment on it or just look at it. You know, that's all it is. That is true. You don't you, you don't overpost. I do appreciate that because sometimes it gets annoying when people are flooding you with 40,000 things. Exactly. I yeah. don't need to see all of it at once. Yeah. So that, I do appreciate that. Not just I'm not, I know I'm a little biased, but it is true. You don't you don't. Yeah, I did it first, and I got um, I got told by a couple of people you flood my inbox. Slow down. And I took the advice to heart, is. and I I I kept it, I keep it that way. Yeah. Too much. Too much is never a good thing. I guess. Yeah. Too much of unless a good you're talking about deck picks. Yeah. yeah right. Well, I I got a whole supply of deck picks here. I just you know because it took us three years to build that thing. That's a whole nother. Yeah, I'll good. tell you that when you come out oh, and boy. sit on the thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. When you yeah. sit on my deck, well, you'll hear you. the whole picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jim Botticelli. I appreciate it. And uh, Jim, hang on for a second sure. after I stop. Sure. It was a pleasure. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to do this.